Welcome to Paytech Talk, the podcast about payments. Enjoy the show. Hi, we're back with another episode of Paytech Talk, where we're going to talk about payments around the world. I'm your co-host, Elliot Lyons, and... I'm your other co-host, Emily Robita. And today we are, our second country we're going to do payments around the world is Ecuador. And for that, we have a very, very special guest. He's actually from Ecuador's first unicorn. And that happened last year, like exactly a year ago. So it's nice to have you on the show. We had you on here last year. Nice to have you back on. So can you just give a quick intro of who you are and who Kushki is as well? Sure. Hello, everyone. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Elliot, for the invitation. Uh, I'm Andres Obando. I've been in Kushki almost seven years, so since it started. I'm Ecuadorian. Uh, I'm living right now in Mexico. And uh, Kushki is a pay tech that wants to digitize payments around Latin America. We started in Ecuador because the two founders are Ecuadorians, <laughs> so uh, I think that it's a great topic <laughs> to talk about uh, these day. Oh, nice! And you were like employee number like four or five or something or two or yeah, was it, I is was it like lower? Three. Oh, you were yeah. three. Okay, yeah, yeah. you're employee number three. <laughs> no, that's really like I said last time. It's really great that you're still with them today and you're enjoying the journey from like just a couple of literally a couple of people to mm-hmm. Ecuador's first unicorn. So. Let's dive into some, I've, I've never been to Ecuador, so if I'm there, how are people paying, like, do they use a lot of cash, is it cards, like, can you take us through that? Sure, well, actually the ecosystem in Ecuador is kind of different, it has a lot of internet penetration, okay. uh, you have a lot of cards penetration, mm-hmm. but still cash is king, in the sense of you have okay. a debit card, a lot of people has a debit card in Ecuador, but they use it to take out the money from the ATM and then they go and pay. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot of POSs mm-hmm. in Ecuador, like okay. in the sense of you can pay in almost every mid-sized to big stores, but in the small stores, it's really difficult for them to get a um, okay. mm-hmm. Uh So it's kind of really digitized in the sense that you can pay with cards, but at the same time, people prefer still pay with, uh, with cash. So... It's a mixed market, <laughs> but at the same time, you have the opportunity to get some sort of digital payment method in every type of store. Okay, that's, that, yeah, that's kind of yeah. funny. Why is the, is like the cash thing sort of what people are used to? So that's, although that they do have other options, they just kind of go with that because it's easy, it's the most widely accepted, or is it like a... I think that it's the most easy way, like people are used to that, uh-huh. but at the same time, um, Ecuador... Like the GDP is not so big, so a lot of people uh, live the day by day with the money. Okay. So it's easier to manage it by cash and yes, know absolutely. how much they have to use it instead of remembering or going yeah. into an app and yeah. see how many, right. how much money they have in, in their bank account. Agreed, yeah. So I think that it's a cultural thing after the pandemic and um, a little bit before the pandemic, also all the millennials and stuff like that <laughs> we are using cards for everything for right. uh, okay spotify netflix uh, right subscription management, subscription yeah, management. so um in that sense i think that we're moving towards what the u.s and the eu have already okay, okay. and also we use a lot of transfers p2p payments in that sense mm-hmm. so um it's easier uh and it's moving towards a more digitized environment okay but right now it's because we have a mixed population still uh cash is still big in Ecuador. Uh, okay, so it's like the exact opposite of the Netherlands then, yes. where yeah. everything's everything's a card payment cash. Yes. They look at you like Super from like yeah, yeah, yeah. from another planet here. <laughs> okay, and so kind of going deeper on that then, um, how are people paying online in Ecuador? Like, is it mostly, if it's just with, since people prefer to use cash, 
is it mostly just they're using their credit cards or do you have something where you can make a digital um, kind of card or something like that? Or is there specific services that you can expand? Well, for e-commerce, uh, there are a few uh, payment platforms. Kushki is the first one in Ecuador that is a payment platform and is the first payfac, uh, like licensed payfac mm-hmm. in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. So um, there are options to pay online, but at the same time, you have alternative payment methods inside of those websites. Like okay. you can uh, use uh, bank transfers from one of the biggest banks that is integrated to that store, and you can send the money if you have a bank account inside of that bank, or you can use some um, cash collection networks in which they mm-hmm. generate a reference number and you go to X number of stores that has that logo and you can like deposit that money in, right. the, in a little um, bodega or a little uh-huh. uh, store, yep. Yep. a mini market. And that sends like an API call that says, okay, Andres already paid right. $20 for these shoes mm-hmm. in this store. And you can go and pick that up, pick it up. Or at the same time, the store can, after receiving that API call, they can deliver the product via a delivery service. Right. Oh, okay. So then it just hooks in. It's a different method to get to the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the same time, it's like e-commerce. But when you do a cash payment, it's like a mix. It's some e-commerce right. slash in-store payment. Omni-channel. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, is that big? Is like since cash is uh, like the primary payment method, is that a big thing? Like sort of omni-channel order online. Yeah. I, said, I guess it's pay order online pay at a, like a bodega or like a, another store, do they also pick up in-store or is it delivered at home? There's a little uh, amount in pickup, mostly is delivery, okay. but also logistics are developing really well in Ecuador right now, so I'm mixing <laughs> again on those. <laughs> but um, I think that mainly is delivery, uh, okay. and that's why logistics are getting like more expert in what they're doing. Right. And, arriving to places that are far from the big cities. Yeah, because that's really, I think we take that for granted in the Netherlands because mm-hmm. the infrastructure here is, I think, one of the best yeah. here. Like yeah. everything, I, I order something online today, it comes tomorrow by by two, and like we don't worry about that. We I know it's going to come, we get our notification, mm-hmm. push notifications on our phones, and it comes, well, and hopefully. You have, yeah, and hopefully you have with, about five options of where you want it to get delivered yeah. to and where yeah, you yeah. can pick it up. It's so like easy to cater it kind of around your whole life which is but that involves other things like outside of payments though that's like the whole national national uh, like postal Postal. infrastructure i mean that's kind of that last mile piece is what makes it all kind of work so one of the things that you mentioned is ecuador is digitizing you know you're you're coming more online and obviously i would imagine the pandemic kind of sped some of that up so did more people order online? Is that kind of like the thing that's going to make digital stick is kind of like, hey, well, during the pandemic, we got used to this thing that maybe was new to us. And then now we kind of like it. Or is it how do people see the sort of switch? Well, um, just before the pandemic, some big apps arrived into Ecuador, like to push that mm-hmm. digitation, like Uber, Rapid, that is a delivery service okay. in Latin America, Cabify. So that was like the first small boom inside of okay. Ecuador for people to start digitizing, uh, like using their card because you were using a hail ride application right. or a delivery service. So in that sense, that was like the first big step. And while we were in the pandemic, Ecuador, a lot of old people from 45 up, <laughs> <laughs> they started, using, they started uh-huh. using cards because they were afraid of going out and getting, I don't know, pickup delivery. Right, of course, uh, the, the, the contamination yeah. Yeah. for COVID, yeah. So. Oh, that's actually cool. So that's how it was the second big step on 
digitization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and right now, a lot of people are commonly using, and mo mainly if they got a good experience on their first two or three transactions, they keep on doing that because they see that it's easier. You are right. comfortable in your house. You don't have to go and pay the bill. I don't know, the electric bill yeah. on right. one place. It's just a matter of paying inside of a, of a website. So that that's how it moved forward. And it was first to these big apps <laughs> around that are around the world. And okay. then it moved forward and um, it became bigger. It became a trend with the, the with the pandemic. So that's good, uh, like coming, getting online. You mentioned before, so like if I'm ordering online, there's like, what does a payment mix look like for a retailer? Like, is it, cause you, it sounds like you have a few local payment methods, like, cause here, you know, it's ideal obviously. And then like MasterCard or Visa and then like maybe credit card some sort of buy now, pay later. Like, what is it, like, what's that look like in Ecuador if I'm trying to buy some, I usually use pants as, a, as an example, <laughs> but like, let's see if I'm buying some shirts, you know, some nice t-shirts, some nice crispy white t-shirts. Like, what, what what does that look like? And I'm, I'm at the checkout. Well, um, in an online website or app, you have every time credit and debit card. Okay. We do have one card that is local um, in Ecuador. It has around 1 million subscribers or it's okay owned by so not bank. small it's not small but then we have like a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, transaction but it's from a, a bank two okay. banks mainly are the ones that offer this okay so they connect host to host a retailer or via payback they connect to these banks and people that have a bank account inside of these banks are able to send money on the on that network on the network so it's like a payment that i'll be doing to a bank and the bank then settles to the merchant so that's the second one that is some sort of a bank transfer system yeah like that's account to account but yeah account to account kind of, kind of. Yeah. yes there's like a middle man account to account with yeah. the middleman yes and the third one is the cash collection point studies right that's a you network that goes around the colorings it can go from big stores or supermarkets to little uh, mini markets that it's a big network that you have connected a lot of these ones pharmacies mm -hmm. and stuff like that mm -hmm. that online it gives you a reference number or a barcode and you um, go to some of these places uh, and you can get your barcode read they tell you how much money you are owing to them uh, you pay I don't know the 20 bucks right. that I was saying mm -hmm. before and they send an API call to us and we send yeah another API call to the merchant <laughs> telling them hey right. guys this this payment with this reference code has been already settled uh send the the package wherever address this girl or, okay. or guy sent. got it interesting so you've mentioned a couple times the person-to-person -person, um, payments but could you just maybe mention just all of the options that maybe maybe not all of them that would be a <laughs> lot but you know like kind of just in in one spot for our listeners uh kind of how people are paying each other because i know here we have ticky we use that as an action even you know as a verb it's like oh gonna ticky you you know or even in the u.s it's venmo yeah. what, yeah. what are ecuadorians using Ecuadorians are using just bank transfers, okay. like oh, account uh, account. Yeah, account nice. account. Okay. Regulation in Ecuador is like really old, mm -hmm. and it has been evolving. Right now, we had our first fintech uh, law published like three or four months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're late on that. Okay, uh, we're moving also forward. Kushki has helped the law advance with bringing experts from other countries like Colombia that is right mm -hmm. next to us to provide information. Okay. Our lawyers also have helped a lot 
like the ecosystem to really? understand how to, to do it. So right now it's an account to account. That was I was telling mm-hmm. you before. The, yeah. the merchants also connect or have a right. bank account in some bank that is important and all of the people that have a bank account in that bank, they can send money to mm-hmm. that specific bank account. But like a Venmo or a Tiki mm-hmm. or a... <laughs> cash app uh, is also yeah. popular yeah. in the US, yeah. Um, we don't have that one yet. And we have like a bank transfer ecosystem. You have 10 banks and uh, ten smaller, uh, eight smaller banks that are connected to one network. Mm-hmm. So you okay. can do like real-time payments between those banks. Okay. But um, they have a top, like I, I think between Monday to Friday is $400. Ah, uh, they have a limit to how yeah. much you can P to P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, so, so if I owe you $1,000 and we have to... to do it two payments two in, two oh, in days. three payments actually in three days. Uh, okay, I just can't... it's a limit per day. It's not a limit per transaction, so... Oh, okay. Oh, it's the day, ah, uh, okay. So it's okay. like the 24-hour period and yes. then after that period is over, then you can actually... Yeah. So sometimes you you're more. owing your friends for a couple of days yeah, yeah. if you... Is that, is, that, is that like an AML thing? Like a, like, yeah, it's, okay. more, it's an AML. Or, it's and also because this network is new. Let's say it has six years mm-hmm. and new banks have been jumping in into this network. Mm-hmm. So they want to stabilize everything because they have a lot of rules so that they don't break any of them. So I think that okay. that's why you have limits. In, in the um, weekend, you can send less money. It takes... It's real time in the sense that it's going to arrive same day, but probably it'll arrive 30 minutes after, not in a okay. few seconds. Okay. So um, that's like how the peer-to-peer uh, network works right now. So, in, in so, so that's very easy. Is that mobile, I'm guessing? is this? Uh, it's not an app. It's just you go into your bank okay, app, so. and then you send okay. money to the other bank account. Okay, uh, so it's just a... Okay. Yeah. It's a regular wire transfer transaction. Okay. Oh, interesting. Oh, very nice. I didn't know you just passed your first fintech regulation. Is that like a, it's a payments regulation? Like it's like a yeah. PSD2 type? Actually, or like it's, a, is it... it's more of how they're going to manage the ecosystem. What does a, let's say a payfac needs to provide okay. to the different regulators to be a payfac and to have the confidence of the public so that you're not going to disappear with the money one day. Right. So okay. that's our first step. Uh, Colombia, Chile, some other countries already have like their first mm-hmm. their first version. Now they're going to V2. We're je- we just launched it, so we're testing whatever uh, it happened. So um, it's good that for now we have something, and then it's moving forward to push like I don't know open banking or okay, so to payments. So that's not what's happening, but it's where it's going. Right, uh, like what it'll it will the regulation will enable that part of yes. uh, payments and it's banking as well. Yep. Yeah, right. Ah, okay. So to kind of wrap up, we want to know what something unique or special about Ecuador's payment ecosystem is, and something that maybe you would want to share with our listeners. It's fun, um, <laughs> Ecuador. It's really tricky in cards. Uh, okay. okay. And I'm not going to go deep into the web, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, Ecuador has two big processors and to do installments. Mm-hmm. One of these processors uh, has an agreement with all of the banks that are under it, mm-hmm. um, that if I agree some X price for one shot payments and uh, installments, all of the banks for from that network are going to respect that and, uh, mm-hmm. and they're going to be fine with whatever commission they're charging the merchant. Mm-hmm. The other network um, is owned by mostly all, all of the big banks, and um, each you have to negotiate commissions per bank. So you have to sign like four uh, contracts, 
to get the installments at least mm -hmm. with different commissions, even though it's the same network that is mm -hmm. the, the second one. So it's tricky. And then you have the local card that has another uh, type of installments because you can do installments. The regulars are three, six, nine, twelve. Mm -hmm. okay. With this card, you can do two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like in any type of number. That's, so com they have that's complicated. Yeah. yeah. So it's fun because you have to learn a lot to understand <laughs> how to manage that. Um, but at the same time, for what Kushki has done right now for the merchants specifically is simplify that. We just give them one commission and on the back we move like strings to get right. everything running through the, these processors. Okay. Actually, I have a follow-up question yeah, to sure. that. So it seems like there's a lot of complexity in your sort of like payments landscape. Mm -hmm. So like where do you like, because you're obviously a major player. Are there other PSPs? Like how does it look? How does like the PSP ecosystem like play a role within this? Well, in Ecuador, there are four like big PSPs, mm -hmm. including us. Um, as I mentioned before, we are the first ones to be licensed. The the other three ones are in that process. Mm -hmm. Before that, everyone was like certified by, but the government told you, you need this and this and that to one. Then the next one came and you need only this and this. To the other one, it was <laughs> five documents instead of four that we had. So right now that is kind of regulated. Mm -hmm. um, everyone is following the same process. Mm -hmm. We are like probably one, one and a half year ahead of the other ones. Okay. okay. Um, but the other players are not as big as Kushki, but they're trying to get there. Um, and Ecuador is, is a small market. So yep. we're going to cross paths a lot of time. Right. Yeah. At least with the, for, with the mid-size and enterprise uh, merchants. Yeah. But uh, part of the strategies that the other companies have been doing is like going to the, the smaller, smaller ones. Mm -hmm. And now they can it's easier for everyone because we have the payback model like actually working. Right. In. Okay. So that's the kind of like key to all this is the, the, the regulation that you yes. just passed that can kind of organize everything. Yeah. So it, correct. Uh, okay. Okay. What would you say? Like, where's the innovation in Ecuador is like the payment system. Ignore it. If you already answered that. And I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> What's the innovation? Probably that with Kushki, uh, because Kushki was like the first. Yeah. Yeah. real payback in Ecuador because we had before some other like orchestrator payment orchestrators for cards but they were okay. like legacy mm -hmm. uh, it was no APIs it was like these ones were connected to banks and they provided certain cards like we are we can provide you every card that uh, rents in Ecuador mm -hmm. um, so the biggest innovation right now is first that we came first so we were the first ones to right. like punch <laughs> yeah. and give a pitch inside of the companies and right now the biggest innovation is that we're trying to move forward with these regulators and with these regulations so that the ecosystem can be wider and more open so that even if some other company international wants to come in mm -hmm. uh, they'll know the path and it's not so easy so because more competitors also make your product and your pricing and your ecosystem better Absolutely, so for yeah. us of course it's not a matter of just to stay in the only ones, but mm -hmm. it's bringing more people and bringing more technology so that um, everyone is happy and everyone is like filling out the needs. And as you said, like in Ecuador, we don't have a BNPL product uh, because of the regulation. Mm -hmm. So those right, are the things okay. that are gonna come at some mm -hmm. point, but at the same time, we have to manage expectations because regulation is old and uh, people right. that are managing that regulation still learning so with mm -hmm. that with so you have to help you're helping yes. to do that 
So with those learnings, they're moving forward and okay. we get a B2, B3, B10 version of our right. fintech. Right, so it's a, it's a bit like, okay, the digitization, then you do yeah. something, get yeah. some regulation, and then it's kind of yeah. the baby steps. Uh, and then, yeah, baby right. step creep in. Yeah. 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 No, that, I think that's interesting because it's, it's what you're doing with the fragmentation is organization, so every more people can participate. Yeah. And the participants can also actually participate better in a more orderly way yeah. if there's a, well, if you have some guidelines that everyone follows. Yeah, and yeah. increases in competition. This is a great thing to end on. So yes, it is. Thanks for, thanks for coming by again. Thanks to you and guys. Thank you so much. You've just been listening to Paytech Talk, the podcast about payments. Paytech Talk is brought to you by Cognito Amsterdam. Thanks for listening.